Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. So glad that you joined me on this Sunday afternoon. And I hope you've had a great week, and I hope this is going to be part of your next week that is going to be great as well. So I always pray that God blesses you as you go into your week, and that I'm a part of the beginning of your week. So today, I have a very good friend of mine. His name is Rick Yates, and he is part of Yates Performance Group. That is what he has created, and he's known for his authenticity in both life principles and professional discipline. Um, He's just done some great work here in the Valley, but also internationally. So I'm excited to have him talk today, especially if you're a businessman, businesswoman, if you are an entrepreneur, pastor, he is really very helpful in this whole entire um, arena. So he's a world-class speaker. He's an executive coach. He's a performance trainer, 25 years of experience in his industry. And as the president of Yates Performance Group, obviously, he is internationally sought after as a consultant and a motivational guru. So really get ready because he's really fun to talk to. And um, he applies new world knowledge with tried and true leadership principles. And he coaches clients toward really creating their own success. And so I thought he would be really just a really helpful asset for us today. And I want to remind you that if you're just tuning in and you're not able to listen to the show in its entirety, make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And again, that's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A. H-I-E-T-T dot com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. So, Rick, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere, but this is great. (laughs) Well, here we are in Phoenix, and it's like I'm glad to be in a building. Yes. (laughs) It's so muggy today, my goodness. I mean, the clouds were amazing yesterday, Mm -hmm. but you always know when you get clouds in the summer, it's going to get a little muggy. A little muggy. That's great, though. So, really glad that you joined me, and, you know, as I've gotten to know you, and know a lot of what you do, you, it is really far-reaching. I mean, you've kind of done the gamut in the Christian business world and ministry. I have. I started out with a with going to school f- for theology and then also laterally taking uh, business classes in a university near me. So I've had this dual relationship with kingdom principles and how they apply in the secular world. And to me, really, there is no secular world. There's all sanctified in God. There's no separation between secular and sanctified. There's just simply the kingdom and where we are and how we impact that wherever we go. And who we're talking to and really bridging that gap for people. Absolutely. And I think more than ever, you know, I, I, I appreciate professionals like you because more than ever in this world today, we need professionals that are relevant that have ethics, that have morals, but are not, you know, what we'd say churchy or something, that that are really able to be approachable and friendly and give people something they can really hold on to. It's a transition. When I first started into ministry, my ministry was in local churches, church planting, church support, supporting churches planting. This is all over the nation, too. Yes. Well, yes, I came out of Nashville, and uh, so uh, that was my birthing place, and I soon got into international travel. 
Um, but the reality is, is that when I did that, uh, I always had the opportunity to go into areas and speak to churches. And during the week, I would speak to business organizations, either in performance, sales, development, uh, human a- how to manage human assets. Those, those things seem to always go together. One of the things I learned early on is that many churches don't really manage very well. And at that time, that wasn't so uh, as important as having a degree and having a, a good theological background and having good preaching skills and ministry skills. But there's business reality in church. And so oftentimes the performance was very lacking. And so being able to cross that bridge with the credentials, but also having the experience to move in and out of the church allowed me to do some things that, frankly, now I look back on and it was just really transformational because uh, I had earned some passport in two arenas, and that passport was the leverage I needed to be able to speak into the lives of really great, wonderful people and help them accomplish the missions they feel like God had put before them and the business people's ministry. See, I see business as a ministry. I don't see it as secular. I see there's the church and then there's the rest of it. No, I think there's just the kingdom, and we're in it serving God, and our ministry may be uh, in the car lot, our ministry may be in a hospital, our ministry may be behind a pulpit, but it's our ministry and our assignment. And so to me, it's, uh, it has a kingdom mission, and that mission is always to reach the lost and to advance the kingdom of God. I think that's really well said because we forget sometimes when it comes to ministry. We, we either want to relegate it to uh, churches or mm-hmm. missionaries or you know pastors, and we forget that the world is one, one person at a time. Right. And that your effect, that personal touch, that's how Jesus changed the world. That's how he evangelized the world was one person at a time. And all those individuals that he worked with were in the marketplace. Absolutely. If you go back through the Bible and really study, you'll see that probably over 90, 95% of the miracles that Jesus performed were, were, were performed outside the local temple. They were, not, they were in the highways and byways and in, in the everyday places of common everyday events of life where Jesus showed up and extraordinary things happened. Um, so that is huge. You know, most of the parables in the Bible are written about the work in workplace content, not in biblical or temple content. Um, the reality is that the believer today spends the majority of their times interacting with the majority of the lost people in the marketplace, not in the churches. So I go to church and I love to go sit and worship and I love to go and, um, hear the word of God. But the reality is that the, my, my ministry begins the moment I step foot out of the doors of that local uh, assembly and I go to work. That's my ministry out there. When I go into that church, somebody else is ministering to me. I walk out, I, I'm, in, I'm involved in the ministry to other people, and that's when it kicks in. You know, I think that's so powerful because if, if anything, listeners, I really want you to hear today just this mandate, just this encouragement that... Everywhere you go, Christ is with you, and you are carrying Christ with you. And you don't even have to speak biblically. You might just be that one person that encourages them that day, that the Holy Spirit is able to minister to them, even if Mm -hmm. you don't do it in the natural world. And understanding that when I remind myself, just like, Rick, what you're talking about, that when I walk out of my church, when I walk out of my house, now I'm doing my ministry. And I'm telling you, it puts a whole different perspective on my life helps me not to be so self-centered, helps me not to think about what's happening to me in that day, but helps me really think about, God, why am I in this day? What does this day have for me that I can do for you? Mm, perfect. You know, ministry is not something you go to. Ministry is something that's inside Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It's what we release out. 
Um, so having, again, that background of being able to minister in churches and plant churches and develop churches, I was never very pastoral. You wouldn't want me to be your pastor. I, <laughs> I can tell you that if it hurt, I'd say, well, then don't do it. Then I'm not that guy. But what you I am. You wouldn't be a therapist either yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, what I always had a gift of raising up people. And put in organizing the development, uh, the entrepreneurship, you would say, of, I would say, of ministry to get things started, developed and on track and engage people in a, in a common outcome for a common goal f- and with a common purpose. And that would seem to be my gift. Part of what God has allowed me to do in, in creating a Yates Performance Group is create an arena that allows me to go into secular and uh, nonprofit organizations and work with people just in that strategic type way. And I, I really enjoy that. I have a, I've got a lot of experience at that. It's been really, really fruitful. I think that the, um, the truth is that I couldn't see this many years ago, how God was arranging things so that probably more, uh, I see it as a more catalytic ministry today than I probably have ever uh, been able to identify with in my life. And I really am enjoying the outcome. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm aware of is, this is my DNA to the kingdom of God. I think that's interesting. Talk about that a little bit. Well, when you uh, say your DNA, because I think that people don't realize what that means. Well, we all have an imprint of yes. our, how we came into to, to to know Jesus and how we came into the things of God. My imprint was my father uh, in the sense that what I saw one day, uh, my father was, you know, had a reputation of being the meanest guy at his workplace and in our town. Uh, uh, he worked in a big factory, and he was a loudmouth, cursing, swearing, absolutely uh, anti-God-defying person. You Probably one of the worst you could be around. Three men in that company made a decision one day that if God was ever going to do something significant at that uh, place of employment, if they were ever going to be impactful there, they would have to lead one of the worst sinners in that place to the Lord. So they picked my dad. Oh my. That was his, one of his great <laughs> distinguishes of Jim Yates. And uh, what happened was is that they began to pray for him and witness to him and witness to him. And after, you know, rebuffeting back and after, uh, you know, chastising him and swearing at him and threatening them to leave him alone, they just kept uh, pursuing this for really, really for about two years. And one day the circumstances in my dad's life had gotten so bad that after working a second job all night uh, in a filling station, he got down on his knees on a Sunday morning and he gave his life to Christ. Wow. He came up off that floor a new man. Wow. I never seen such a transformation. I've never seen such a transformation since then as I saw as a young boy watching this man that I really didn't really want to be around that much to become this gentle, loving, incredibly uh s- serving God individual and it just it just became my DNA to the kingdom. Now, he uh, joined a church, he uh began to serve the Lord, he began to be discipled, he he actually had to go find somebody that, uh, that would take up that responsibility. And those three men gathered around him and said, James, we're going to disciple you. And they got him involved in the local church and in the Word of God and, and saw him baptized. Shortly thereafter, the family began to join in. And I was a holdout for a while. I, I held out for a couple of years, and I watched this whole thing take place. And uh, it's a quite a story, and it's an amazing story what God did through him. And it, little did I know, but it was a modeling that would— later become the real catalyst for what's happening in my life now, many, many years later. Um, so those are some of the powerful things. That's, that created my imprint. And all of us have an imprint that's more, more often than not that's being modeled by people that we knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously are watching 
to teach us what is God in our life all about. I think that's really powerful. It's not, I don't think we recognize, I don't think we understand and realize how much people watch us. Mm. I mean, we watch people all the time, so I don't know why I don't think people aren't watching me. Right. Right? But we're watching what people are doing all day, and, and it is an unconscious or subconscious process of deciding whether or not I want to be like that person or I don't want to be like that person. So we are constantly in a learning mode. Now, that's kind of what Yates Performance Group does. Well, in some ways, it absolutely is. And uh, modeling and and creating a good culture is everything. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much, Rick, for joining us. And he is going to be with us in this next segment. So make sure you listen again and visit the website as well at CynthiaHyatt.com. And we will talk to you in a few minutes. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm, uh, you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So glad that you joined me today. And if you are just joining in, I have with me today Rick Yates of Yates Performance Group. And he is quite an amazing um, just businessman, international speaker. He does many things with local churches, but also on a global level as well. And he's got this great story that we just finished in the last segment about we were really talking about this need to be you know, the people that God have called us to be in the marketplace and not understanding that that marketplace is really wherever you go. So it's the grocery store, you know, it's your local grocery store. It's it's when you're driving. I know I have to really work on that one. My goodness, I get frustrated here in Phoenix. And and it's that understanding that people are watching you, people are seeing you. And even if they don't always know your name, what they are doing is they are learning who they want to be or who they don't want to be. And if you are in a situation where you are seeing people on a regular basis, it's recognizing that that relationship is either drawing them toward Christ or away from Christ. And it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you are even letting them know you are a Christian. It's the seeds that you are planting and, and what you are doing to help further that entire mm, process. So, so, Rick, tell us, you, you kind of left off with this story about your dad, and we mm-hmm. were talking a little uh, you know, off air about the power of stories and really understanding that. Well, uh, this this whole idea of being culturally transformational and uh, advancing the kingdom of God is, like I said, was in the imprint of how my DNA to, to the kingdom occurred. What it was emulated in front of me. So after my dad became a Christian, and he he worked in the uh, in a factory, uh, and he was being discipled, and, and he had joined a local church. He was started, a very mean man. Prior he was a very mean man to that. Prior after that, it's like night and day. I mean, uh, for many people. Getting out of habits and, and patterns and, and behaviors in their life can take years, and sometimes they f- struggle with those their whole Christian life. But for my dad, I mean, every bad habit, every bad word, every bad deed and action, I never saw him from that point on for the rest of his life ever do anything outside of the character of Christ, ever. I'm sure he had his moments, but I never saw them. But what it did was this. My dad uh, would go to church on Sunday. He would take us to church, and we would study the Word of God. He walked down the aisle, made a profession of faith in Christ, and was baptized. Uh, But then during the week, my dad would go to work, and he would take his Bible, and he would take tracts, and he would tell people about Jesus. He immediately started telling people what had happened to him. And during the week, he would go to people's homes and go to the mall, and he would share Christ and uh, and people would receive the Lord. And when they did, on Sunday, we would go around to get these people and pick them up in our car, and we'd take them to church. And we would go to church more in a, more in a posture of celebrating 
and identifying all that Christ had done during the week in the marketplace and bringing it and coming to church for people to make a profession of faith, to hear the word of God, to commit to counseling, uh, to counseling maybe, but more, more importantly, or discipleship, and they're committing their lives to Christ. And so my, my introduction to the things of God was watching my father live this transformational life six days a week, and Sunday was a day that he rested, celebrated, and sort of gleaned all that God had done and told the stories of, of what God had done all week. Church was not somewhere we went outside it w- of the things of God um, to, to make the things of God happen in our life. It's where we went because things were happening in our life. Oh, that's and that was well so powerful that I always saw the church is where you go and you culminate with teaching and ministry and support. And then as soon as church service is over, you go to work. The, we didn't go to church to have church. We went to church because church was always having us all during the week. It was just that powerful. So that's my idea of church. I had to go to seminary and go start planning churches before, before I realized that many people go to church to have their time with God. Uh, it's a different story. They wanted to go have a church experience or uh, a, a faith-based experience in their local church. I get that. And churches had the idea that if we build this great uh, that I was raised around, if we have this great service and we have these things happening, people are just going to come in here and find Christ. But the, f- the truth of the matter is, today especially, I don't see people pouring into the local church. Well, see, I think you make a great point that what we want listeners really to hear today is this idea that our society in so many ways has seen church as the culmination of Wow, I've done my whole entire week. Now I'll spend time with God. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're you're really talking about it needs to be upside down. It needs to be I'm spending all this time with God, doing for God, whether it's overt or covert. Like your father was very overt mm-hmm. in his gesture. It doesn't sure. mean that God's calling us all no. to be that. No, overt. no, not at all. But it, but it really is this idea that all during the week I should be doing that, and then I rest. Getting wow, being able to share with people what has happened, mm-hmm. being renewed, being re- refreshed, whatever that might be but not using that as the little compartment of time I now spend with God. Right. Yeah, I, we, go, we go to church. And, the, and again, in the church conferences I would attend as a young man and uh, traveling and starting, I started speaking all over the world. The reality, too, for me was is that if you, if in some way, no one ever told me to do this, but just by the emulation of, of following leaders, I kind of started adopting this uh, philosophy that it create a great church and people are going to flock in here and uh, as a leader of a church we would say to our congregations go out and bring visitors in so that they can get saved exactly and and and, yes, and exactly. vicariously so we would we would make comments like this we want to we want to invite you to get involved with ministry well the implication of that is if you come to church and take up a sunday school class or you start uh getting involved in the nursery or you, you're involved in the video ministry, then if you come in here and you get involved in those things, you're in ministry, but what you're doing in a week, you're not in ministry until you get involved in the local assembly. What kind of message is that? Well, see, I mean, you know, this is interesting that. because one of the things I do in my practice, right, mm-hmm. and I am a Christian therapist, sure. but I have many people that come that are not Christian and they're sure. really not interested in that at all. Right. But they do know that I am. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't speak any Christian principles, their experience of me mm-hmm. is very profound sure. because I'm either undoing bad experiences they had with Christians, mm-hmm. and I'm also opening avenues that if they want to pursue, wow, what I have, 
-hmm. It also opens them up to even being more open to God. Maybe somebody else like you would come and talk, or maybe they would hear on the radio. And and whatever I've been doing all these years in therapy Mm -hmm. causes them to be open to what God made, even if I never overtly say a word. That's right. Uh, and you, that is modeling, and that's ministry. And I don't care if you're pushing a broom in a, in a factory and you're sweeping the floors. You're in ministry. You have been commissioned to go into the world. You know, what's very interesting to me is uh, I do see this occurring today, and it's very encouraging to me that leaders are really catching on to the fact that they're equippers. We've been given five-fold ministry for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry, and we, that's our job. And when I see believers out here today who feel like they're ill-equipped, they've been going to church their whole life, and they don't feel like they're really, really equipped to uh, pray with people. They don't feel like they're equipped to show a person scripture. Uh, it's saddening. I feel like we as leaders are really failing at our job. My job is if I'm a local p- in the local assembly, or even as a, a, a businessman, I disciple people to empower them to do what I've done t- with people who are waiting to hear them. Well, I think that's that's powerful. And I, I really, listeners, want you to hear today that, you know, one of the things I think the church misses is that we don't encourage people when we are saying to them, we know you're doing God's work during the week and nobody's acknowledging it, mm-hmm. but God does see it. And Absolutely. so it is not unnoticed. And I'm here to tell you today that I want you to keep doing the work that you're doing. And if you stumbled at work, correct it, because that is much more powerful than anything, is when humans see humility. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with uh, Conversations with Cynthia with Rick Yates Performance Group with Rick Yates. And join me in the next segment. We are going to talk more about this idea of business and ministry. Well, I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today on Conversations with Cynthia. So thank you for joining me. If you are just now listening in, I want to encourage you to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can listen to the show in its entirety. There's also lots of good things on the website for you to to see. Um, If you need a keynote speaker, I do lots of speaking, lots of singing, and also want to make sure that you go to my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that's INC for Incorporated. So today we have with us Rick Yates, and he is the founder of Yates Performance Group, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to explain to you really what Yates Performance Group is and also how to get a hold of him, because it's quite profound and it's a really exciting uh, performance group. Well, thank you, Cynthia. I, not I, that it's a music group. <laughs> no, it's not a music group. I, it's, uh, it's about all things performance. Uh, my ministry today is coming alongside people in the marketplace and helping them succeed, becoming their very best to accomplish the things of God. One you of have th- great like seminars and workshops that you do all over the world. I, 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 those have been the catalyst to get me into places, and then, but, and then from there you hope what happens is those intersections of real opportunities to coach, train, and uh, help people succeed. What I've learned being in the marketplace is that when I help people succeed, their desire to hear about my God, to touch the things that are rooted in my life, to find out what makes me tick is exponential. It just happens. But if I'm not there to help them succeed at their life challenges, if I don't care about their careers, if I, 
if I am, I, if it's just about what they can do and add a number to my local church or something like that, then they don't seem to, it doesn't have the impact I, I believe that it, we're capable of having. You know, you're not a success till you make a success of others. And when people, when you're really trying to help people succeed, even owners uh, build their companies and and uh, 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 manage their staffs and, and increase their sales. Those are things that Yates Performance Groups helps people do. And we do that with this in mind, that when I'm doing that, I've seen this over and over and over. People turn and say, now tell me about the things that have helped you learn this. Oh, you want to know about that. Where did I get these principles? Oh, you're very interested in that. Okay, well, that's Tuesday night at my house around dinner. Come over and let me tell you about that because I don't sell that. That's free, but, but you've got to uh, come around, and we're going to give that to you. you well, know, that, this is also for pastors. If any pastors are listening, mm-hmm. you do a lot of also business individual coaching. Yes, I do. you do also pastoral, and you do really work with churches. I, like to, I work with churches primarily through their leadership, uh, and uh, I do most of my public speaking today in the marketplace, although I do preach from time to time, and I enjoy that. But what I really, what I really want to do is support the pastor by helping his business leader, his members of his church, find their destiny, engage in the kingdom, and trust God for things they've never, ever seen happen, but they know that they were created for something bigger. That's what I really love to do. I love that. Can you give us a story of someone? Well, you know, here's a, a little story. I spent three years in Cabo, uh, and I've got tons of stories. Uh, <laughs> i got thousands of stories. We don't have time for all my stories. But I went to Cabo for three years uh, at a time in my life. I just needed to get a, I wanted to do something very different. And I really felt compelled and led through a lot of support and counseling and uh, encouragement to go. And I started a company down there. And I was having a hard time getting into the business arenas uh, with something that to trust me. So uh, I went to a company and I said, listen, I'll work for you for three months and I'll increase your sales. I'll help you with your efficiency and I'll slow down. I'll stop this turnover uh, if you'll give me a shot. If you'll pay me this money in three months, if you don't get it back, I will give you all your money. If we haven't increased and and made your company better. And uh, the the owner said, "Okay, we'll do that. Well, uh, but the but the members of his organization, they were just blocking me out. So I said to the people there that were not performing if you would l- come to my house on, on a certain night of the week and just come over, I will coach you outside this arena and uh, help you to succeed. And of those uh, eight people that came over, they had many goals and many dreams. All of them not only started getting better, they ex- started asking me about Christ. We created, we, we led about 15 of these people to the Lord. We had to start a, young, a Bible study. Within, uh, within eight months' time, we had Bible studies going every night of the week. And all that happened was we went in there to try to help people uh, get better at the things they were doing to accomplish really secular business, but with a kingdom uh, perspective. And I'll tell you, God brought a transformational uh, impact into that culture. I think that's amazing because, you know, we, we still get this, this strange idea that we have to leave the world to serve God. Right. And I don't, you know, and, and I see young people do this a lot. You know, they have educations in what they, they purported to be their passion, and they mm-hmm. leave that and go into missionary work, sure. which, you know, maybe God calls them to do that. I'm not saying that. But, but I want to make sure that we are recognizing that the greater, bigger picture is 
you doing the DNA of you, what God has called you to do, Mm -hmm. and taking that out into the world. So Mm -hmm. this is the Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment uh, with Rick Yates, and that is rickyatesperformancegroup.com. Well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just joining in, we are in our last segment. So I always want to encourage people to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can also find it on the 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk website, and they will uh, lead you to that a website of mine as well. Also, make sure that you visit the Facebook at, at page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. Love it when you comment and uh, when I hear from you. Uh, if you're looking for a keynote speaker, I love to do that for groups and I can tailor make whatever topic or um, emphasis that you are wanting to have for your group. And so today I have with me Rick Yates, and if you've been hearing him this whole hour, you know it's quite an exciting thing that he does here in the professional world, um, internationally and um, nationally. And so he is the head and founder of Yates Performance Group, and I want to make sure you know his last name is spelled Y-E-A-T-T-S, and that you can certainly find him online. He's got a great website. He does personal and professional coaching. He really works with um, churches as well as businesses on, on, on a whole. He also does a lot of performance uh, seminars and growth seminars uh, and self-development seminars. So, Rick, I wanted to ask you, just because I think it's exciting, what is the latest project that you're working on, and how are you thinking that this helps people? Well, the, I thank you for asking that because I'm always excited about the next thing. You know, we have a, we have a great deal of seminars and coaching uh, platforms that we work with, for sales and 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 uh, we're about all things human. I mean, I really. I love, <laughs> uh, we're about, I love that saying. We are about all things human. That's really. Awesome. I mean, honestly, when well, you go to most companies and most organizations and you ask them what is your most valuable asset, and it's the people. Uh, they may sell. Some widgets. of them don't say that though. <laughs> it's still the people. Uh, they may they may make widgets or they may sell cars or whatever it is, but it's their people. Uh, so we are constantly trying to bring uh, new and vital training and, and uh, material to, the, to our clients and our wannabe clients in a way that uh, helps them get where they're going. Ag- again, that's my catalyst for earning passport or credibility for influence in order for the great transitions or intersections of ministry to occur. And uh, I think the actual training is a ministry, and I think the evangelism occurs out of that. Uh, but thank you for asking that question because our latest uh, release is a seminar called Souls on Board, The People You Fly With and Where They Sit on Your Plane. And uh, it's a training about the powerful uh, impact that connections have in our lives, especially the influence of people. Uh, it's been said that we are the sum of the five closest people in our life, and I think there is a biblical uh, uh, certainly implication of that in Scripture that who you hang with and and the imp- and and why you with the people that are in your life has a lot to do with how far you're going to go in your life and the impact you're going to make towards your destiny. So uh, I had been sort of 
for years toying with the idea of writing something about this, and recently I had started doing that. And I just released a seminar that I've begun to perform for organizations, uh, Christian or secular organizations, people in the workplace, people uh, in nonprofit or profit organizations. And uh, it's based on the analogy that life is like a 747. Your life is like you, you were created to get somewhere. You were created to get above the world and fly and, and accomplish something in destiny. Uh, and I can tell you, having coached in uh, people all my life practically uh, and been a part of mentoring and development of people to their best, uh, nothing is more important that I could teach you than understanding how the people in your life are impacting you and going to have an absolute bottom line effect on your ability to accomplish or not accomplish what you what you know and what uh, is your destiny to be. Uh, if if life were like a 747, there's a lot of people on your plane, but they don't all sit in the same section. So let's suppose that uh, with that analogy, you have a very large coach and there's a lot of people in your coach. Uh, and then there's the uh, business section, not quite so many people, but a very important section of the plane. And then there's the first class, uh, and then there's the cockpit. And uh, the anal- we use that analogy to help people to understand, first of all, that some people should be on your plane and some people should not be on your plane. And uh, says, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how and how do you that? get them off the plane when you're midair? Well, right now, that is the number one question <laughs> that we've had in our critiquing of uh, feedback from folks is uh, if they take the seminar, they want to they want to find a small group that teaches just specifically how to get the right people on and how to get the wrong people. I, just, I say good parachutes. Yeah, good parachutes. <laughs> well, that's what terminals are for. Every once in a while, you need to pull in and let some people get off the exactly. plane and put some more people on. And Or you just need to put a parachute and kick them out. You know, it's interesting that there are people who are, are sitting in my in my coach today that one day one time they were in my cockpit because yes, in certain seasons yes, of my life yes. they were they were very very dominant and, and very very important and critical to where I'm going the reality is is that uh, we are in a journey and uh, God has got a purpose for that journey we know that the things of God in us that his purposes in us never fail and his calls and in, in, in his desires for our life are without repentance so uh, the people in our life more often than not are going to have a big part to do with the best the, the best that happens and the worst that happens if if you stop and think about it uh, it, the power of others, as Henry Cloud would say, has more to do with your success. And if you look back on the on the, these challenges in your life in these seasons, you almost always measure that by who was there, what was their effect, and what you wished you had done or not done with those people. So uh, the truth is, too, though, that people today are becoming less and less connected. Absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think that's one of the more difficult things. So we're now finding it very valuable to come into organizations and teach professionals how to build a structure of intentional relationships that have the potential to, to uh, empower them, motivate, encourage, and strengthen that believer to, or organization to do things they've never been able to do before and it's having a big impact. So that's a that's one of my latest releases, and I'm really excited. In fact, uh, if you're interested in having that seminar at your uh, organization, your church, or your company, uh, you can reach us at Rick Yates Y E A T T S at MSN dot com, uh, and t- or call us on on our phone at 602-284-3005, and we'd love to talk to you about that. What it does, Cynthia, is it creates the right kind of conversations. It's just one part and a critical part of the performance of people's lives. And that is really getting intentional, 
you stop and think about it right now, most of your thought life, most of the things that you feel like empower you or defeat you in, uh, are, are the relationships in your life and how they're working or not working. Well, you know, there was this study that they had, and I cannot, I'm, I'm embarrassed, I can't remember the resource for it, but they were studying um, why people in crises or when countries were, there's been an earthquake or, or a tsunami or insurgency or whatever that was or a bombing, that they measured um, the level of peace or um, contentment in people and that it was higher than when the country was working really well and very successful financially. And one of the reasons for that is they were, they were working together. They, they were, were connected, connected yep. and there was community. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that Christ did was always create communities. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the things he was the most angry about was when the Pharisees and Sadducees were dis- creating dissension and faction and tearing Absolutely. apart a community because there's power in that unity. And no, so relationships are, are imperative for yeah. us to be successful. And nobody was a, a master connector for the intentional uh, kingdom purposes than Jesus. That's right. It's absolutely vital. In fact, uh, I'm, I, if you go and you Google anything is a, 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 on the web about relationships as it pertains to health, how does relationships affect my health and my well-being and my life, you will find hundreds of thousands of research results that indicate and talk about how great relationships or poor relationships affect your anxiety, your well-balance, your food, uh, your intake of everything you do. Uh, it, it affects your uh, performance. It will affect. And so we, we hear this. We hear these statistics. Uh, and yet we somehow don't become, we don't think about becoming a master or ma- creating the life mastery of great life relationship development. And so this is what this seminar does. It both teaches, brings out an issue that needs to be addressed and also teaches you how to start shaping your life and addressing some of the critical issues that are necessary for you to get to where you're going and empower you to do that. Well, I love this analogy of the plane because I love planes. And I love when you started out by saying we were designed to go somewhere. We were designed to rise above, right. you know, what, what our circumstances are, to be better than what we could ever dream that we could be, right. which is a great analogy. That's what planes do. They defy mm-hmm. gravity. Exactly. You know, and our fallenness is like, I always tell people our fallenness is like gravity. We mm-hmm. are constantly having to fight it. It's holding us down all the time, you know, and so this great analogy of the plane mm-hmm. that we defy gravity that way, right. you know, and that we can go places we never dreamed we could go just on our own. Truth. And, and I believe that most people would say, uh, and, and I learned this through coaching. I, I mean, I, one of the things that kept coming as I work with uh, leaders is, man, if I could get the right people on board of my company, if I could get with the right organization, uh, if I could get in my sweet spot. Uh, one of the things that we're challenged with is that we got 70% of the, of the people in the workplace today are not in their sweet spot and they're miserable at their jobs. There's so much that we need to start addressing. If you're one of those people who really want to start changing your life, in an intentional way, and trusting God to do that uh, with uh, really thinking about and assessing the relationships in your life, why they're there, and the effect they're having on you, this would be a great seminar for you. One thing I have to say to all your listeners is this. Nobody's on your plane by accident. They didn't crawl on board. Uh, They didn't sneak on. You gave them a seat, (laughs) knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously. You gave them a seat. You assigned them, and they're there because of your empowerment. And the only way this is ever, ever going to change is you've got to take responsibility for that. 
and we want to help you do that. Why? Because, one, you're going to go further and better. That increases your influence, and influence is a great catalyst for the Holy Spirit to use you for the things of God. You know, if I, I'll tell you, if Christians in the marketplace, we should be the most effective, we should be the most diligent, we should be the most honorable, we should be the most empowering. The we, least complicated. The least complicated, the least complaining, the, the least, uh, you know, if we are going to be impactful in our world today, we need to do it, and we need to do it better, and we need to do it right. And so my, my mission, life mission for Yates Performance Group is to help believers fulfill their kingdom mission by being impactful and powerful believers that love God and serve the Lord. You know, Jesus said, whatever you do, do it as a, Scripture says, rather, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. In other words, whatever your job is, it's, you don't work for a company, you don't work for a manager, you don't work for a district representative, you work for Jesus. It's whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. And that is the truth. And so here's the thing. Uh, That's our latest uh, offering to folks. But uh, any way we can help in organizations in in sales, developing their people, and accomplishing their goals, we want to be able to do that. Well, I love that. You know, I love the analogy of the plane. And I think that we also really want to encourage people that if that's the case, if you're not flying where you want to go, if you're going in the wrong direction, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're with the wrong people, Mm-hmm. that you are someone that can really help to do that. And I know that one of the things you do that I really appreciate is that you teach the difference between assertiveness and aggression. Mm-hmm. And we have such an aggressive society right mm-hmm. now that they think that that's somehow power, and aggression is not power. You know, aggression is reaction. Aggression is out of control. Aggression is damaging. You know, the only times we want to do aggression is if our life is being threatened. And so it's really learning that idea of how do I actively assert myself in my own life Mm. so that God can do what God has really called me to do so that I'm not getting in the way of what God is trying to do and I'm not blaming others for getting in my way. Well, with that in mind, you know, Scripture says don't keep company with an angry man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's, again, that's about the people you're flying with. It is. So, so Rick, tell us how we can get a hold of you one more time. Rick Yates at MSN.com. That's Y-E-A-T-T-S or Eric, uh, 602-284-3005. Look forward to hearing from you. Well, it has really been great having you on the air today. My pleasure. This is awesome. Yeah, it's very encouraging, and we'll have you back because this is really, really encouraging for people. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Have a blessed week. Remind, uh, want to remind you to visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You need a keynote speaker. Make sure that you contact me through the website. And Jeremy, as always, you're the best producer. Thank you. Have a great week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.